When you started your company, you dreamed of having more time and more freedom, I am sure. But now you feel stuck more than ever, right? So running a business is a relentless journey. And as business owners, we often find ourselves buried under the weight of those endless tasks. So join us in this episode as we delve into the challenges faced by business owners striving for freedom and autonomy, right? We will explore the reasons behind entrepreneurship's overwhelming nature. And more importantly, we will discuss practical steps to reclaim control. Hi, it's Marilis and Laura. We created this podcast for you, a business owner and a marketer who wants to be connected, supported and inspired. Because no one wins alone. Thanks for being here and let's get started. Hi, greetings, dear listeners. Today, I am honored to introduce a seasoned professional with experience guiding businesses through the turbulent entrepreneurship journey. Our guest, Nick Cramp, has three decades of experience in the industry, transitioning from a business owner to a coach himself. And today, Nick is here to share amazing insights on mastering autonomy without being overwhelmed. Welcome, Nick. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. And thank you for inviting me. We are so glad to have you here with us. So please tell us a little bit about who and how you are helping today. Um, I work primarily with adolescent leaders. So these are leaders of adolescent stage businesses, which are businesses which have been around for a while, that have been successful, but need to transition in order to maintain that success. And more importantly, need to transition so they're less dependent on the owner founder. Mm-hmm. And I know you have a great book as well. We don't dive into that today too much, but please just briefly tell us a few words about it. Yeah, my, my, my book is also my philosophy, which is better before bigger. So mm-hmm. I believe at a certain stage in the business life cycle, the focus should be on getting better rather than getting bigger. And bigger becomes the secondary priority because mm-hmm. At certain stages, we need to work on improving our businesses, not just growing our businesses. And that's mm-hmm. my kind of book and my mindset and my approach, which I coach to. Mm-hmm. And I love that approach. I have read the book and I can, uh, I can tell to the listeners that it's a great book and you should all have it. But today we will talk about how to become better as leaders ourselves, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> We strive for freedom, let's be honest, right? Dreaming of a thriving business without stressing us. And yet what happens is that, you know, the reality is overwhelming. There are constant and unending to-do lists and the, you know, persistent feeling of not doing enough. So why does seeking this independence leave us, I would say, drowning in a sea of these responsibilities? It's it's a really interesting phenomenon, isn't it, that we create a mm-hmm. business because we don't want to be tied to a job. We Sorry. created a business because we want the freedom and to be able to work when we want and where we want and all of that lovely independence. 
but yet what most business end up with is a job within their own business. <laughs> so they end up creating a job for themselves without mm -hmm. really realizing. And it's not a great job for some of them because they're doing all the stuff that has to get done. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to a combination of mindset, tool set and skill set. So I think the first thing that is a challenge is the mindset. Mm -hmm. And that mindset, which most of us find difficult at times of letting go and allowing other people to do something when we know they probably won't do it at the same level we'll do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what keeps businesses small is that desire or the need in the owner to control too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that the learning is that if we want that mentality, that's fine, but we have to accept that our business is going to be no bigger than a certain size and we're all going to always going to be needed. Mm -hmm. um, but so I think there's a, a kind of bottleneck syndrome where mm -hmm. too many things rely on us. And that keeps the mm -hmm. business small or it keeps it overwhelming. I agree. I was just about to say the same thing, that we are the biggest bottlenecks, but we are our biggest fans. I mean, our business's biggest fans. We want this to grow and still we are the bottlenecks. So I know you share like four very specific steps on how to, you know, overcome this uh, being a bottleneck, if I may yeah. say so. <laughs> I, I think so, the first thing is the the structure of the organization traditionally okay. businesses are structured as pyramids and mm -hmm. the owner is at the top of the pyramid everything has to go through the owner mm -hmm. and that means that as the business grows in size there's more people reporting into them and it becomes overwhelming so when Is you're six people, it works. When you're 16 people, it works less. And when you're 26 people, it just becomes unmanageable. So what I hear is micromanagement? I, I, it's not so much micromanagement. It's more about structure where you haven't given over responsibility to other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, for instance, like in your world, the marketing, you know, mm -hmm. At some point, the business owner needs to bring in a marketing person that understands that area of the business better than them and need to let go of that because mm -hmm. they can't be the expert on finance, operations and marketing and have an autonomous business. Mm -hmm. So I think the structure needs to evolve where their role becomes smaller and they grow these other roles around them so that they can dip in and out of those areas, but the accountability for that area sits with somebody else. So there's a, an organizational structure philosophy called holacracy, which has lots of small business units within the overall business. And each of the small business units are led by someone different and they are mm -hmm. the decision maker, the accountable person for that particular area of the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the structural flexibility, which I think needs to be in play. 
that you need to decide as the owner founder what you should let go of and generally it's most things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you get to be the creative entrepreneurial person again Mm -hmm. rather than being the slightly restricted marketing lead finance lead or ops lead if you structure this well and if you choose the right people correctly you get to have the freedom because these other people are running those areas of the business for you Mm -hmm. so i think the hardest or the biggest challenge is to finding those right people I, i i think it's right and i think that um there's a few challenges in play one is the letting go bit but as you say Mm -hmm. if you've got the right person then letting go is easier it's easier to let go Mm -hmm. it is and i think it goes Mm -hmm. down to the clarity of values and vision i think most people now when they're looking to work in an organization particularly the younger generation are very focused around well what's the purpose of this business if I come and give you my time and expertise, where that, where's that going to be utilised? What are we going to do that's good for the world? How are we going to make mm-hmm. an impact? So I think when you're trying to recruit, being really good at telling the why, the how and the what of your business, the impact mm-hmm. you're trying to make, I think that helps you find the right people. I think the skill set is easier to find but I think the value fit is harder to find. But that's down to the owner to be really good at articulating what they're looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that because we at Marketing World, we emphasize clarity and focus. And oftentimes, yeah. the reason why we are so frustrated about um, our marketing, we, we feel like you know nothing seems to work, is that we don't know you know, our vision or mission or our no. values even inside the company. We just hope for the, some ads doing, you know, magic yeah. business. <laughs> I love that. And also, when I was listening, it reminded me, years ago, I read the book by, I think, John Maxwell, Five Levels of Leadership. Yeah. And he talks about how you should, um, like 80% of your time should go for delegating, you know, not being, there yourself so oh my god i have a long way to go there (laughs) but it's a journey for all of us and and it's and it's taking steps on that journey and i think the the more Mm -hmm. steps we take the more we realize this is possible you know Mm -hmm. i think for me i'd encourage people to think okay well which bit of the business do they add the least value is it the marketing is it the ops is it the finance make a decision and then bring somebody in for that first senior role Mm -hmm. that can take on that area of the business. Mm -hmm. And once you've done it once, then doing the second, the third, the fourth becomes easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I remember when I was hiring my first assistant, first it felt felt very hard because uh, I, I couldn't imagine how I'm actually delegating things. And uh, after a while, then, uh, you know, she growed and uh, I need to have another person as an assistant. It, it only felt logical because I yeah. already knew that I cannot handle everything by myself. 
So yeah, I think that comes with the practice, like everything else in in our lives. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think that it's worth it because on the other side is the mm-hmm. the holy grail of having a business that works for you, rather than one mm-hmm. you work for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And this is our you know. That's I'm the sorry. Goal. Go on. No, that's fine. I was just going to yeah. say that's the goal for most business owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving on, what's the second thing that's, you know, in, in our way? Yeah, the second thing is that we haven't actually laid down an organizational playbook. We haven't articulated mm-hmm. well enough what we want to happen at each stage in the business because it's in our head and we do it naturally. And we expect mm-hmm. other people, bizarrely, to understand what we understand without telling them. <laughs> so they should know what we know. But we forget they haven't lived our experience and they're not us. So what we don't do well enough as leaders is articulate expectations, accountability, outcomes, mm-hmm. just the way we do things here. So one of the roles of leadership, I think, is to lay out the playbook, to create the organizational manual. If you and I were to buy a McDonald's franchise, we would Mm -hmm. get a very thick playbook, which Mm -hmm. would tell us everything we need to know to run that business in the style of a McDonald's. Because Mm -hmm. the beauty of McDonald's is that the customer experience, the customer, the food, everything is the same, irrespective of which McDonald's you go into. Mm-hmm. And that's because it works from a playbook. There's no, there's very little individuality. Now, I'm not suggesting all businesses need to be like McDonald's, mm-hmm. but they need to take a leaf out McDonald's book and create a playbook. So I have worked with brand books, you know, yes. a lot. And Absolutely. what is the difference with playbook and brand book? Well, a brand, a brand book is the marketing side of the playbook. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine a brand book and a tone of voice document, mm-hmm. and then you add an operational manual, and then you add in the financial kind of manual, those three added together then becomes the organizational playbook. So what you do so well in the marketing world, as you say, is define how the brand is going to appear, what it's going to sound like, what it's going to look like, Mm -hmm. which means that the marketing manager coming in or the assistant doing the social media has got some reference points to work off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the organizational playbook is a combination of different playbooks the brand book being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I believe uh, manuals and, you know, workflows and checklists help us tremendously. They they help us to be more productive, efficient, even on a daily basis. You know, even if you think about onboarding a, someone new in your team, yeah. it's so much easier when you have those, you know, workflows in place, yeah. right? Yeah, it just makes the business just easy to run, doesn't it? And it means that different people can mm-hmm. come in and just pick it up because they know mm-hmm. what's expected. They know what good looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I can appreciate that a lot because 
you know, our, our motto is uh, uh, work smarter, not harder in our marketing. Yeah. And one of the keys is that we help businesses to build checklists and workflows for the marketing. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I see that a lot, how, how that helps. It also reminds me another book I read. I think it's, um, oh my God, I lost it. Checklist. I will come back to this. I'm okay. sorry, but it's a great book. I, I want listeners and everyone, everyone to, to hear about that because it, uh, it explains um, based on uh, science, how much yeah. we, uh, how much people make mistakes, you know, and how we yeah. can avoid them thanks yeah. to checklists and manuals and all of that. At first, it seems like, oh my God, we are not like in a kindergarten. Should we have no. like, you know, the checklist for everything? But still, it helps to avoid those like human mistakes that are normal. Yeah. And, and I think and we forget is also the energy it takes to make decisions. There's a lot of mm -hmm. kind of energy waste and expenditure trying to work out the way to do something. Where if someone's mm -hmm. laid it down already, you know, we can all build IKEA furniture very easily because there's a checklist. It says, right, these are the three tools you need. This is the order to mm -hmm. do things. And da da da, you know, we're all furniture builders. <laughs> and, yeah, and that, that's a great comparison. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes it easy. Whereas if I said, right, you know, here's a box with some stuff in, just build it. I'm not going to give you a manual. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what tools you need. <laughs> we would end up with some really interesting bookcases. <laughs> Love that. That would be also interesting. But yes. I remind the the book came back to me. So it's okay. checklist money checklist manifesto by yes. hmm, I lost the author. I was just googling it. The author as well. Atul Kavande. So okay. I'm not sure if I pronounced, but checklist manifesto is the book I read. It was like last year or something. It, it's a great book, by the way. So, but moving on. So now we have, you know, the structure, the, I mean, the flexibility around our structure. Yeah. We have the playbook. What's next? Next is delegated accountability. You touched on it previously about the importance of delegation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we don't do well enough sometimes as leaders is pass the baton across to somebody else. Mm -hmm. We half delegate. <laughs> which is like being partially pregnant. It just isn't a thing. What it's, is either, that? <laughs> it's either their responsibility or my responsibility. And it's far easier if it sits with a single person rather than it being a joint situation. So if mm. we bring a marketing manager in, then we need to let go of the attachment to marketing. And we need to let that person run the campaigns, mm -hmm. spend the budget, and we judge them on the outcome, not on the inputs. We're, mm -hmm. we're looking at the business with a degree of detachment. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, right, here's £20,000 budget. Here's the outcome I need. 20 more leads. Mm -hmm. Go. Mm -hmm. And then we're letting them be. So the accountability and passing something over is not generally something that leaders naturally do or naturally do well. Mm -hmm. they, they stay in the relationship too long. They fiddle. They offer an opinion. They meddle a little bit with it. 
They don't mm-hmm. truly delegate in the way that is helpful for the other person. Mm-hmm. And I can I can see that a lot in marketing. I can tell you, Nick, because yeah, it, you know, if even if um, let's say a company hires a partner or you know they have someone in you know responsible for marketing, then uh, we usually uh, work with metrics and we you know uh, want to see what is the outcome. But oftentimes, <laughs> these <laughs> there are managers who like to comment on, you know, why did we uh, send out this newsletter to, our, to yeah. our clients? Why did we do that? How come we don't have so many likes, you know, on that post in the Instagram or things yeah. like that? And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't, like, disturb your people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and, so and it's still- that kind of amateur playing at it, isn't it? Because you're employing these mm-hmm. people because they've got this specialist knowledge and expertise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're offering a kind of opinion on it. And it's, as you say, it's undermining for the people involved, isn't it? It's confusing. It is. It is. It is. You know, it, it's not very motivating for them to do their job anymore. I, I totally get that. So you suggest to have C-level like managers and we check in with them on a, either a monthly or quarterly yeah. basis and to make sure that the outcome, you know, is what we expect, right? Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and agree the success criteria before you mm-hmm. start. So if mm-hmm. you're doing a marketing campaign, what does success look like? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, About if that. success is five qualified leads a month, Mm-hmm. If those leads don't get converted by the sales team, the marketing team have done their bit of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can't then meddle in that different aspect if that outcome's been achieved. So I mm-hmm. think sometimes we don't we don't work out in advance and agree in advance what success looks like, mm-hmm. and therefore you've got a degree of subjectivity to whether something worked well or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that creates tension and a degree of uncomfortableness. Whereas if we both know on the way in and we both agreed what success looks like, then it makes the delegation easier. Mm-hmm. I love that because that's where frustration around marketing comes. People, they don't know, uh, you know, what, what the outcome or success, you know, yeah. uh, should look like. And they are constantly, you know, um, not happy with, you know, the, the likes we got, the, I don't know, the, the yeah. new leads we get, so on. So I, I can see that very often. And, it, and it's very hard because it's, you know, our business and to let mm-hmm. someone else. But that's the only way you grow a business to a bigger size. And it's the only great way you grow a better business because otherwise... Mm-hmm. The business is only as good as your skill level in each area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's unlikely that as a business owner, you're going to be a great marketeer, a great operations person, and a great finance person. Of course. Of course. It's very rare mm-hmm. to have those skill sets. For one person, of course. Yeah. So I love that. I love. So we, um, we, have, uh, we have talked about three steps. Yeah. I was just looking my, on my notes. It's so right. what's the fourth? <laughs> so the fourth one kind of encompasses the other three, which is a mindset, which is objective detachment. So rather than being subjective about what you're seeing in the business, 
-hmm. look at the business from the numbers and the metrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it on target? Is it off target? Drop the mm -hmm. subjectivity. I don't like that advert. I don't like the way we did that. Look at the numbers. Are your customers and clients happier or less happy? Have mm -hmm. you got more profitability or less profitability? So what we all do is we become too subjective about our business. We're too mm -hmm. close to it. And therefore, we lose detachment. Mm -hmm. The best leaders are the ones that have objectivity from a detached viewpoint. So they can see the business happening below them, around them, but they're not judging too early or too much. They're letting things play out over the month, over the quarter. And then they're applying an objective detachment to what's happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're letting go of the business during the period and just having regular preset reviews where we do a quarterly marketing review and we sit mm -hmm. down and we talk about the campaigns that we've run. We look at the outcomes, we look at the dashboard and we do a, you know, a debrief on what's worked well, what hasn't, what we're going to improve, what we're going to change. Mm -hmm. And we do the same on the operations and we do the same on the finance. Mm -hmm. And we bring this lovely structure to the business, whereas we are the owner is still the person overall accountable, but these different functions have different people accountable and they're accountable to you or to the board or to the management team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that objective detachment is the mindset which I'm trying to coach my clients to adopt because then their relationship with the business is better. Mm -hmm. They're not taking every comment personally. They have a degree of detachment to what they're doing in the leadership role. Mm -hmm. Well, I do believe you have many clients out there, Nick, because... <laughs> I think the hardest thing is to be objective. And oftentimes, I also, yeah. you know, during my workshops with the clients or training, we end up with, okay, is it your opinion? Or is it like a fact, you know? Yeah. Should, should we follow your gut feeling or yeah. your opinion? Or should we follow the facts? Mm. So that's, that's a great thing you, you just brought on the table. <laughs> and, and the facts are so much easier to get these days than ever before, aren't they? I mean, there's so mm -hmm, many mm -hmm. dashboards, there's so many feedback loops, mm -hmm. there's so many kind of online surveys, you know, rather than me and you mm -hmm. talking about whether your customers are happy or not, guess what? We can just ask mm -hmm. the customers, you know, we don't <laughs> exactly. have, to have the subjectivity because the objectivity is available to us. Yeah. Well, oh my God. You are so right. And you know, the other thought that came up. <laughs> You mentioned letting go of things, yes. you know, not being objective. And we did a podcast recording, like, I think, one and a half year ago or two and a half yeah. ago with you about your book. Do you remember what was the song you uh, mentioned I do. back then? And it's still the same song. <laughs> it is? It is. It's still, it's still the kind of mantra. So it's Elton, let it go. I love that. <laughs> and it's our playlist already. So it's so yeah. beautiful song. But and, Nick, please. Yeah, come on. 
No, no, I'm just saying I, I quote it to my clients all of the time because I think it's just such a, it's a powerful image. And I think we need an image of what we need to move towards rather than what we're currently at. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really helpful mm -hmm. to kind of have that. I agree. It is very powerful, Nick. So please tell to our listeners, how can they find you online and uh, where can they connect with you? Because I'm sure they, they do want to connect with you. So there's three places online they can find me. They can find me on my website, which is nickcramp.com. They can mm -hmm. find me on YouTube. So there's a YouTube channel with a bunch of videos about my philosophy and my ideas. And they can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. So LinkedIn, I'm on regularly. So that's a good, a good way to kind of mm -hmm. meet and chat and converse. I love that. And of course, we will put all the links next to this uh, episode. So it's easy to find you. But um, how would you, you know, wrap it up uh, to our listeners today? Maybe just, you know, a quick overview of why those four steps um, are important to follow. I, I think the four steps are important because you owe it to yourself. I think you owe it to mm -hmm. yourself, but you also owe it to your future self. I think the reason you created your business is for what you started this conversation with is the freedom. And mm -hmm. what a lot of leaders are feeling right now is they're not actually free. They're less free than they were a couple of years ago because the business has got more complicated and got busier. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the gift to the future you, the one that you started this business for. So you can spend more time with your family. You can spend more time on hobbies. You can spend more time being creative. So my message is that this is available to everybody. It's not easy, but it's doable. You just have to have the commitment to get to that next place if you really want to do this. That is so powerful, Nick. And you owe it to yourself and to your future self. Oh my God, I got goosebumps. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reminder, Nick. Good. So, and about the quote and the song, so should yeah. we go for Elsa, let it go? Yeah, there's also a book that I've read recently, which I think is very relevant, which is by Ryan Holiday, which is Stillness mm -hmm. is the Key. Stillness. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, it's a really interesting, again, it's a mindset, but just being still where everything else is busy around you and just having that detachment when there's all this uncertainty is really helpful so i again it's something i encourage my my clients to do is take that time out and just kind of reset just get a bit of distance understand what's going on and let's not be too reactive let's not be too judgmental let's not get too involved let's just step back a little bit and find some stillness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love that so hurry slowly yeah <laughs> let's hurry slowly yeah and th and thank you so much for being here with us again and for for the listeners uh we will have mastermind also with nick yes and uh, we will and we will yeah and we will continue this conversation in our community so make sure to follow nick make sure to follow us and uh 
And remember, you owe it to, your, to yourself and to your future self. So thank you, Nick, once again. It's, it was very inspiring to, to hear your thoughts. My pleasure. No one wins alone. Be connected, supported, and inspired inside the powerful marketers community. Find the link in the show notes.